G'day, Ben here. Welcome to episode four of season two of Virtual Man Cave Podcast. Thank you so much for joining as we take a not-so-deep dive into life as a man of faith in Jesus. Well, this is the episode we wrap up our four-episode series focusing on all things fatherhood. Hope you've enjoyed that. And the next four episodes, we're going to be focusing on marriage. So that should be interesting. Thank you to everyone who is listening, everyone who is checking out the Facebook page. And let's continue to engage with the Virtual Man Cave community. Favorite segment of mine on the Virtual Man Cave podcast is I love my kids, but... I love my kids, but why is their hearing so selective? Karen, my wife, and I could be calling out to them to ask them to do something to fulfill a chore, to give some quality advice, some a download of brilliant wisdom. Can they hear us? No. It takes three or four times of raising our voice, calling out their name until they finally look up from whatever they're doing and they're like, Bleh. but as soon as I lean over to my wife and whisper something about having ice cream from the freezer, I turn around and the kids are right there saying, what's this about ice cream? When are we having ice cream? Can I have some ice cream? So I love my kids, but why is their hearing so selective? Well, we have a first on the Virtual Man Cave podcast. We have a father-son duo for the interview on this incredible episode. And the reason I've chosen or asked this incredible duo is because I just love the way they connect with each other as father and son, continually encouraging each other, spurring each other on. And so please welcome Duncan and Grant Camilleri. Hey, Grant. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing awesome, mate. How are Duncan? Hey, man. Yeah, very good, thanks. How are you doing? Doing, doing great, doing great. It's great to have father-son duo on the podcast. Now, tell me, Grant, how many years have you been a dad? How many kids do you have? Four children. Uh, literally, the eldest is now 41. The next one sitting next to me, he is 39. Then we have one at 35 and one at 33. Two boys, two girls. My Very goodness. Blessed, yeah. My goodness. Well, your eldest is my age, 41. That's incredible. <laughs> what, do you, what do you love about being a dad? Literally seeing them flourish and thrive. Yeah. yeah, in Australia. They're all here. The whole family's here. So oh. this is really beautiful for all of us. That is a blessing. And uh, Duncan, how long have you been a dad? How many kids do you have? Okay, so I've got two kiddies. The oldest one is Tegan, and she's six years old. Just turned six on the weekend. Very and cool. then we've got little Toby, and he's three years old. Awesome. You're in the beautiful toddler, just <laughs> run around stage. That's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. What do, you, what do you love most about being a dad? Uh, I think it's just getting home every day and just playing with them. Yeah, just having fun with them. They're a good laugh. That's awesome. Now, the reason I brought you guys together is because I want to get some insight into your relationship growing up, father and son, and how that has kind of progressed and transitioned through ups and downs throughout your lives together. And so let's, let's start from way back. 
let's take our memory way back to Dunks is just a little fella, same age as Toby's, three, uh, or maybe a little bit older if, if your memory doesn't go back that far. And what can you remember about your relationship with each other growing up? I remember he was very much, it sounds ridiculous, but he was a mommy's boy and it took a little bit of time to, to break through that. And once we got to a level where the relationship between us has grown, yeah. it's exactly the same as now. It's, we've always seen eye to eye, wow. uh, right through our whole lives. Even as a little kid, there, uh, he was uh, very straight talking and I could talk to him about anything. And he would, he would give me his opinion at five years old or 10 years <laughs> old or 15. Pretty forthright, eh? Yeah, yeah. very forthright. And a, a young man is very wise. He was a young man who was wise. He's still, he's wise. In fact, he's wiser now with years. Yeah. But the greatest thing is Toby is his epitome. He is <laughs> Duncan again. And I well. tell his wife, I say, Rachel, you're going to see Dunks again. Through Toby, so it's it's. Amazing. That must be a bit of a spin out for you to kind of see almost history repeating itself in your grandkids. Yeah, it really is, and I recommend anybody to become a grandfather. <laughs> one day, one day, hopefully. How, how about you, Duncan? How how would you describe your relationship with your dad growing up? Yeah, uh, growing up, I always respected my dad. Um, I know when I got to teenage years, I <laughs> got into being a bit naughty, as I suppose a lot of was teenagers. He, was he the rebel of the family? Was he a bit of a? He's he's the naughty boy of the family, but not the evil boy. <laughs> There's Thanks. a big difference. He's come good. He's come um, good. Yeah, right. yeah, when he does something, we were all boys. We boys, men are men, boys are boys, and sure. he was like that. And if something happened and he had to be disciplined, he knew. Right, and he didn't. He didn't shirk it. He just looked at me with those blue eyes and thought, "Okay, I'm going to get this. it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, I think because I always respected you growing up, I knew if I'd stood out of line, I was like, "Yeah, okay, this is fair enough. I'm right. getting disciplined for this." But there was always that respect there. I always knew. I always knew where I stood with my dad. There was, yeah, it was solid. And that's really that's so important in a father son relationship is just to know where each of you. Stand one's the dad and one's one's the son and you, you there's all there's sometimes the power play yeah um, for the alpha male position but yeah. it's important to realize and and, and respect mm. comes from knowing your place in yeah. your relationships and in your family and so tell us about some uh, some great memories great moments you remember growing up with each there's, other there's one where I, I he came to me and he said I need some running shoes and um, I said to him Dunks our budget is fifty rand which isn't much. And he said, no, Dad, I need Nike trainers. <laughs> and I said, Dunks, I'm so glad you want that, but I don't have that. Right. So he said, I said, you're going to have to get it yourself. And it was one of the first lessons he ever learned. He got the 50 Rand from me, and he saved for the 550 Rand by doing a paper route. Wow. So he learned the value of money, and he learned the value of his own things. It was a majing, major <laughs> Stepping sign for him. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. I I I understood the value of money in that. I, as four, one of four kids, I knew that if you couldn't afford it, I would have to make up the difference. Yes, parents would always provide what we needed. We yes. always had food on the table. We always had clothes, but if we wanted anything fancy, it was down to us. So that that taught me to to work hard early, which was great, and I respected that. Another aspect that I always remember growing up was just our big holidays together, mm. just getting away as a family. And it wasn't about how expensive the holiday was. I remember staying in like a beach shack with another family and we just had the best time ever. On the beach, fishing, just time spent. And as a kid, that was the best. Can you remember the age, the age that you were? 
during those times? You'd have to. <clears throat> we started going at about 15, and we were there, I think it was like 10 years in total, with the families in one particular place, a massive big beach shack with 18 people eventually. Wow. And playing cricket on the beach and going for walks and watching dolphins and swimming. It didn't take money. It took being together. Yeah. Um, that's where the bonding has really cemented, really, yeah. from that. Yeah, building, that. building those traditions. Yeah, yes. it was yeah. every year. It was the big holiday. We all looked forward to it. And yeah. it didn't matter what situation we were in financially or wherever we were at. That was our big holiday. Mm. And we just went up the coast and we all loved it. Oh, we really did. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. so much fun. That's awesome. And so, obviously, there's, there's lots of great memories, more, more that we could talk about. What are some of the, the challenging moments that you've had in your relationship? I remember when I lost my job on a Friday and uh, I had to, I went and spoke to the minister on the Sunday and he said, come to a meeting tomorrow night. We'll pray for you. Um, very much like the church we're in at the moment. And uh, a chap said to me, sell a garage door. And I said, okay, I'll give you half, whatever. And we started doing free ads. And where this becomes pertinent to both of us is on a particular Saturday morning, I said to Duncan, we're going to sell on the side of the road. I've never done this before in my <laughs> life, but you're with me to help me because I'm embarrassed. But we took a Fenta trailer and we put stuff in it. And I even said to Duncan, if we sell, if they just look today, That'll be wonderful. Maybe they'll buy next week. Yeah. The fourth car stopped. We sold everything by 11 o'clock. We did that for 18 months. Duncan was with me at 10 years old. Yeah, wow. Absolutely amazing. And so a big challenging moment for your dad, losing his job. How did you kind of respond? Yeah, I, I, I realized, I think, at that point that, you know, things were tight. Yeah. But I also learned that, you know, my dad's faith never wavered through that. Wow. There was never a case of, like, why, you know, why did I lose my job? It was just that was the situation. We trusted God. And we sold stuff on the side of the road. And in the end, other people joined us. And then there was an ice cream van at some stage. And then it became a massive market that we started just by selling stuff on the side of the road randomly. And it paid our way for a long time. And again, it taught me the value of money. And I've kept that through my life. And I always look after my stuff because I know what things cost. And it was a it good was lesson. It was amazing. God was so gracious. Um, Cape Town is the weather's like here. In 18 months, it rained twice on a Saturday. No way. 18 months wow. we could go out and we could sell and he was wonderful and then eventually I got uh, proper employment as such and carried on but Duncan saw what happened there and I trusted him at the store where I had to leave the store mm. called it a store yeah yeah and this little 10 year old would handle and talk to people like he was 25 you know didn't phase him and wow. it was amazing I could trust him and it was so funny so many times he nearly fell off the back of the lorry <laughs> yeah I don't think health and safety would have been <laughs> Carrying washing Johnson, <laughs> don't be listening right now. Yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, Ryan. It's amazing how in those challenging moments, number one, people's true character comes out. And so you saw the true character in your dad come out. And yeah. It was something that probably caused you to, to respect him even more. Definitely. And then also when challenge comes, opportunity comes. Yeah. And so from a challenging season that, that you had, Grant, opportunity came for Duncan to actually learn and grow and yeah. around economics and, yeah. and around finances. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't something that was planned, you know, but it was a great, a, a real important part of our relationship that yeah. stage. Yeah, I love how di disadvantages can be turned around 
and be taken advantage of. And we heard yeah. from Ryan Stubbs in a previous Virtual Man Cave episode of how he he used the disadvantage in being growing up in a single parent home to turn it into an advantage in that he was determined that he was going to be the best darn dad that he <laughs> could ever be. And he's turning out to be that which is really, really exciting. Yeah. Can you remember some key transition moments in in your relationship? For me, it was it was seeing my parents' faith through the good times and the bad times. Okay. And that, that just, it, it gave me a level of respect in that even though I was up to no good and I maybe wasn't leading the best example of a, a life for as a kid, I, I always respected them and knew where they stood. Yeah, it definitely it changed the way I, I looked at them. I see the development of a young man who mm. went through some of these experiences and turned into somebody who kept to his word, completed his studies when he had to study to become a carpenter and really went at it. When he got enthusiastic about something, it was amazing and he finished what he had to do. He's continued in that in his relationship with the Lord and continued very much in his relationship in his marriage. Yeah. And I'm watching a son next door to me bringing up his kids with pride because I say, that's my boy. <laughs> and that's, that's a wonderful thing, especially for a, a father to see their, their son, their children, you know, develop, grow, begin to flourish. And you see some of the hard work that you've put in as a dad, you see it now come to fruition because for Duncan and I, we're still at the point where we're like, are we are yeah. we ever going to see any any yeah. any any reward for our hard work? Yeah. But you're you're sitting here saying that that be patient. There is there is a, a reward that comes, and you do see the fruit of all the all the effort. Yeah, that def- definitely. Because you know, like you say, as a dad, you sometimes going through the cycle of discipline and setting an example, and you're just like, is this actually making a yeah, difference? Yeah. Am I just doing this? For the sake of doing it, yeah. but it's been nice to have my dad next door and be able to go up there and have a chat and go, "Am I doing the right thing here? Yeah, or am I just, you know, doing something pointless?" But it's been good. It reaffirms that I'm doing the right thing with my kids, and yeah, and it'll pay off eventually, even if it doesn't feel like that right now. Yeah, and the other thing I love about what you're saying is because you have your relationship has stayed sweet because you guys have worked on and prioritizing this father-son relationship, Mm. it comes back now and you've got this loop where you've got feedback, you've got someone who you can go to. You think about what would life be like for you as a dad if your relationship wasn't great with your dad and you're trying to father and you're trying to do it blind really. Yeah. Um, And you don't have that that feedback Mm. back loop. And so it's so important that we... Mm. We, we make the most of these relationships and we can get over ourselves and we can forgive and we can let things go and we can keep these relationships sweet because we will benefit yeah. again and again. It's the gift that keeps on giving, right? What do you love about each other? What, what, what are the characteristics that you kind of love about each other? I genuinely love being able to talk to Duncan and get a young man's perspective on my life as well. Mm. Because he sees us, he lives next door to us, and yeah. he can look at me, and he gives a valued, wise, young opinion. Mm. But by the same token, if I see him, like me, perhaps being a bit harsh with discipline or something, I know I can go and have a talk to him, mm. and not just say, don't do that, just explain mm. where I'm coming from. And Dunks will listen to that and evaluate and say, yep, that sounds like good advice. That's so brilliant. it's an ongoing, growing relationship. It hasn't, it hasn't. Hasn't um, stopped. 
Yeah. It hasn't stopped. It hasn't now. ended. No. Yeah. yeah. Not and, at all. And I think for me, uh, the thing I love is is seeing my dad playing with my kids mm. the way he played with us. Mm. You know, whether it's in the pool or whatever, or just tickling them, whatever's happening. I get to I get to see the joy, and I know how important that is because that's memories I have growing up that I treasured and loved. So it's really special to have that and see that kind of continuing. And so I'm sure you, know, you guys sound like it's a perfect relationship. I'm sure, that, <laughs> I'm well, sure that there are things that frustrate yes, you about yes, each other. Yes, what, 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 what is maybe one frustration that you have with each Duncan, other, and how, and how do you kind of? <sighs> deal with that yeah he is as blunt as a spade <laughs> he says things and he doesn't mean it because i know he's hard but he'll say blah 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 and you just think oh my grief that like hurt you know mm. and uh but I'll, I'll, i have to i have to accept that's his nature he yeah. speaks like that and it was a wonderful to, to hear from his wife that she sometimes also gets a rough in this <laughs> so this is lovely all that, lies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, it's not a it's not a made up thing. It is frustrating in that um, there's that thing called diplomacy. There's a, there's a softer way of saying things, but I also have to look at myself sometimes because I also think I used to do that as well. Right. So yeah. Okay. As much as it frustrates me about him, I've also got to temper myself and think, sure. hang on, wait a bit. Did yeah. I do the same sort of thing? Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Okay, for me, I've got a list of the top 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this is a two-part two podcast. How many minutes do we have? Yeah. Um, no, so basically, and it's funny because it's because of my dad and my wanting to have things perfect and put stuff away, my dad will do a job and then literally he puts the tools down and walks inside like, that's it, done. Prime example, this morning, my like $200 wheelbarrow was just on the verge full of mulch. And I was like, Dad, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm going to move the mulch today. I was like, well, the wheelbarrow sat there overnight. Literally anybody could have taken it. So, yeah, that's just today. I mean, so. Maybe he's going back to the, that job, you know, the Sunday stall. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's selling mulch on the side of the road now. It could be. How would you describe your relationship with each other now, like in a word or a sentence? Uh, How for, would you describe it? For me, it, it would be respect. Mm. I think we had respect at the beginning. Yeah. We've always respected each other through the good times and the bad times, but I definitely it's it's still there today mm. for me. Yeah, I'd say exactly the same, but there's a lot of love, um, mm. which is important. Not only our love as such, uh, Father, Son, but the love of the Lord. We both pray and we see results of it. We yeah. talk to each other about what's happened, there's miracles, there's things, so many examples yeah. through our lives, both of our lives, yeah. Yeah. where the Lord's come through. So a mutual respect, a mutual love, but man, number one, first priority for both of us and our families is the Lord. Well, I guess that leads us to, you know, as we sum things up, and thank you so much for coming on and, and for sharing some of your story of your relationship growing up. But it, to sum to sum up what we've talked about, to leave our listeners with you know the highlights, the top tips of your relationship, what you've experienced. The first one would obviously be uh, that focus and that priority on God. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Very much so. Yeah. It's, yep. it's been a big part of our. God's been a big part of our lives, and so definitely taking that forward with our kids. Definitely. Um, yeah. Another thing I would say for 
dads out there is the fun element. Mm. I think a lot of times it, it almost gets, I don't know, neglected and life carries on and busyness, yeah. but it's to find the time to just go to the beach. It doesn't take money. It just mm. takes time. Mm. And just to go build sandcastles and have fun. And that was a big part of it. And playing in the pool and mm. yeah, definitely fun. And what was It's not waste and it's not wasted time, is it? No. Fun no, time no. is not wasted time. No. And it's, it's free. Yeah. And you, you, the third one you wanted to highlight was the just keeping the, the, the sweetness of relationship and keeping your family, family, family. family close and having that sense of family, prioritizing family. Mm. Um, you're not islands, you're not isolated, keeping each other's world. Yeah. Uh, work hard, spend time, put some deposits in the in the bank of your each of your relationships because yeah. you're going to reap the benefits of that going forward. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Awesome. Very much so. Yeah. Grant, Duncan, thank you so much for being on the Virtual Man Cave podcast. It's been a pleasure. We've laughed a lot and hopefully the listeners have taken some some good practical tips as well from this conversation. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Love you being here. Proper dad joke, a great segment on Virtual Man Cave Podcast. I know you guys are loving it with our favorite Bristolian, Dan Hamer. Dan, what have you got for us this week, mate? <laughs> okay, so let's try this one then. So I saw this advert on Gumtree. It said, television's for sale, only $1, but the volume stuck on full. I thought, I can't turn that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, mate. See ya. See ya. Rise up parenting for this week. Dads, don't give up on the things that matter. Don't give up on helping your kids learn the type of values, the type of manners, the type of attitudes and lifestyle that is gonna hold them in great stead in the future. Things like manners, things like showing respect to elders, things like speaking kind words, words of life, as opposed to negative words. Things like taking responsibility for their actions. There's lots of battles that we need to fight with our kids and we are to pick our battles but let us not give up on helping them with some of these incredible important attitudes because they will pay off it will pay off it might not feel like it right now dads but let's stay the course we are parenting for the long haul we've heard it in previous episodes we are parenting for the teenage years if our kids aren't already there and what's helped me is is and and my wife is that we've used the bible we've reinforced some of the values and the culture that we want in our kids to instill in them by bringing out a weekly scripture weekly proverb to pray about for devotion just to have around the place to remind our kids and to remind us that some battles are worth fighting and it will pay off and another great parenting resource that we have available to us is the parenting grit podcast around all things parenting put out by c3 church hepburn heights facilitated by genevieve and derek hayes 
and they are a fortnightly podcast that have absolute wisdom, absolute gold, great practical tips in terms of all things parenting. And so I encourage you to check that out as well. Back with Sporting Moments with Dan. How you going, Dan? Excellent. Good, mate. Good. We are Thanks counting for having down. me back. Pleasure. Pleasure. We're counting down your top sporting movies from three, The Sandlot, to two, Hoop Dreams. And now we are at number one. Can we have a drum roll for number one? Hit us. Uh, number one is Moneyball featuring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill hey. and Chris Pratt. There we go. Yeah, so not only is Moneyball my favorite sport movie, it's probably, it might be in my top 10 movies of all time. Like, wow. I, it's, it's not top five, but it'd be top 10. Yeah. It's such a good film. I've seen it multiple times. I love Brad Pitt. Like, I'm a big Brad Pitt guy. He's handsome. And he's, he's very good in this. Jonah Hill's also very good in this movie. If you haven't seen the movie for a while, you sort of forget Chris Pratt's in it and he sort of pops up on the screen and you'll, yeah. it's a very nice surprise after seeing things like Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. So Moneyball, if you haven't seen it, it's about this guy by the name of Billy Bean. So he's played by Brad Pitt. It's based on a true story about yes. the Oakland A's forming this baseball team purely on the back of this book that this guy wrote. I think the book's called Moneyball as well. And yeah. it's about assembling a team based on math, essentially. Yes. So yeah. what what happens now when teams are formed in any sport, it's mostly looked at the most talented player in the draft or the most talented player available to sign, to get signed if they've got the money to. But because the Oakland A's don't have much money, there's not a, a massive appeal to go to the club. They go with this technique of looking at the actual maths and saying, okay, this guy hits the ball this well based on um his salary there's it's the maths a, a genius and it's yeah. this this thing called moneyball and it's yeah. been adapted by other sports um the houston rockets um and general manager daniel Morey adapted it as well a little bit it's not a perfect system so a lot of people that have played the sport don't agree with it because it doesn't go with everything they've ever learned or known about the sport but anyway so they use this technique called moneyball and it's this team that comes from nowhere to have really great success and yeah. um brad pitt's in it jonah hill's like the kid intern that comes along and introduces brad pitt to this theory and um it's awesome it's definitely worth a watch it is a very very good movie there you go top three sporting movies for dan thanks mate thank you what's your go-to segment on virtual man cave for this week when you go to the servo to fill up your car with petrol and you're a little bit peckish or you're a bit thirsty and you walk into that servo and you hear that la la and you just see everything laid out before you every option what is your go-to do you head straight to the fridges and to the iced coffee section what is your brand of choice is it masters is it browns is it dare maybe you head straight to the ice cream uh, fridge Maybe it's straight to the lollies or the chocolate aisle. Maybe it's the chips. Or maybe you're one of those awesome people who go straight to the health food section and you get a raw ball or some beef jerky and a water. When you head to the servo, what is your go-to servo treat? Love to hear your thoughts, your comments on the Virtual Man Cave Facebook page. Now for me, I'm very partial to an iced coffee. I'm very partial to a Brown's iced coffee. 
the wonderful retro cartons that have come back just take me back to my early childhood and iced coffees and choc chills. And so it's definitely the Browns coffee chill that is my go-to at the servo. That's it for episode four of season two of Virtual Man Cave podcast. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate the Virtual Man Cave community connecting on the Facebook page and checking out all the podcast episodes. So thank you and have a great week.